Evening has come to the town of Augustus. At Colin's home in the living room, Colin is pacing back and forth as he continues to talk on his cell phone. I understand that the payout to Jonah Bennett is a large amount, but isn't there some other way around this? How bad is this going to be for the firm, exactly? Possible bankruptcy? Come on now! That's not going to happen. What if I use my own personal funds until we get our next big client? That way we won't go under. Yes, I know that's a big risk, but at this point I don't know what else I can do. Look, just keep me updated on this. I have to go now. Bye. Leslie, hey, what's up? Well, I just dropped Aiden off at a friend's house, and I thought that since we hadn't seen one another in a bit, I would stop by and see how you were holding up these days. Is this a bad time? Colin steps aside as Leslie enters the home. No, this isn't a bad time for you, actually. You've shown up at just the right time. I'm sorry if the place is all out of sorts. Today has been quite the stressful day. I feel as though I'm trying to keep things together when they are not the least bit together. Well, that is something I can relate to. I guess you of all people can relate to stressful times. But on a hopeful note, I must congratulate you for being chosen for that award. Businesswoman of the Year? That's huge. Thank you. It's something that I've always wanted, and it feels good to get it, considering how much I've had to go through. But you've always remained a strong person. I think we all have. We've come a long way since high school. Sometimes I wish life was as simple as it was back then. Sometimes I wish we could go back. If I'm being honest, I don't want to go back. High school was something else. When I do look back on those days, however, I do see how much I've grown. <laughs> Hell, I've even been seeing how much I've been growing in recent years. Let me ask you this, though. Why do you wish you could go back? Leslie, we all used to be so carefree. We weren't stressed out about all this adult stuff. Are you referring to the situation with Emma being back after all this time? I feel as though that's obvious. And now her mother has woken from her coma. Oh god, I'm so sorry, I had no idea she was awake. Yeah. And now we're back at square one. She wants to take Connor and Emma back to the farm. Colin, how are you doing with all of this? How are you feeling? I'm feeling confused. Emma is back in my life after I thought she was dead. She has no memory of me, though. No memory of the life we shared. And my god, she thought she was married to my father because of how Andrew manipulated her amnesia. But you know, Leslie, what seems to hurt the most is the fact that she has a child that she must feel as though she shares no connection with. And no matter what has happened, I just wish I could get her to remember.
At the central grill in the dining area, Jonah and Miranda are sitting at a table as Jonah glances at his cell phone reading over an article from the magnifier. Well, it's official. Peter Ortiz is headed to Washington. Here I thought you were done talking about this, darling. Considering the fact that Alex is breaking his girlfriend tonight, I just thought I would get prepared for any questions or comments that could be thrown my way. You think Danielle is going to have something to say about this? Jonah, I highly doubt she'll be bringing up what has happened with you and Ortiz. She gave Alex her word that there would be no discussions of this on her website, nor that custody case Alex is so heavily involved in. I'm sorry that I keep bringing up my loss. I just really think that this was my last chance to get back into politics. After my book came out last year, I rethought a lot about my passions and my future for not only you and the family, but also for what impact I can make on this world, Miranda. But maybe this is all my karma for the Donovan thing. Jonah, I will not have you think like that any longer. Listen, there might be a day when another opportunity will present itself. And until that day comes, I think we should just enjoy our life together and try not to think about all things Donovan Aldridge for once. After all, the security around us is quite good. I like the way you think. Now, where are Alex and Danielle? At Danielle's loft in the living room, Alex is sitting on the couch looking down at his phone as he suddenly leans his head back in practical boredom. Danielle, my parents are waiting for us. Are you done yet? Danielle then enters the room, having come from the bathroom. She is dressed in a strappy blue dress and a pair of black stilettos. Alex stands and takes notice of her as she puts on a pair of diamond solitaire earrings. Wow. What? Is there something wrong with my dress or something? No, nothing's wrong. You just uh, look so beautiful and breathtaking and... Well, thank you for saying all that. You don't look too bad yourself. And I'm sorry that I took so long. I actually got a message from Caitlin about the merger. She did say she thinks we should meet up tonight. Danielle, we promised one another that we wouldn't work tonight, remember? I know, I know. But tonight is the only night she has free to go over all this stuff. She's too busy in the daytime. And I promise that signing a contract won't take as long as your stuffy custody case meetings. I'll let you have that one. I just want to show you off is all. There will be plenty of time to do that. And not to mention the fact that your parents have met me before and dealt with me before. I just want them to understand how much you mean to me. I want them to look past all that trash.com stuff. That's all. Danielle smiles warmly at Alex, promising to only be a few minutes when it comes to her business with Caitlin. She then kisses him and walks over to the door. At the Hastings mansion in the living room, Diana is standing by the desk talking on her cell phone. Meanwhile, Mark is standing behind her over at the bar cart, pouring himself a glass of scotch. Mr. Ortiz, I am so happy that you've made it to Washington. You deserve this position from day one, and now it's yours. You will do great things on Capitol Hill. Be sure to contact us if you ever in the market for a good advertising firm. All right. You have a good night. Bye now. And just like that, we completed our mission. Congratulations, Mom. Same to you, son. Your father and your brother would be so proud. 
I'd like to think so. Oh, that must be Antoine, Rhonda, and Rhonda's boyfriend. Well, let's hop to the next thing on our list. A few hours later in the dining room of the Hastings mansion, Rhonda, Diana, Mark, Antoine, and Gregory are all sitting around the table enjoying a light dinner. Diana, thank you for inviting all of us to dinner. Oh, and this soup, it is delicious. Yes, uh, very nice of you, Diana. Like my mother said, thank you. It's my pleasure. I just thought it'd be a great idea for all of us to sit around this table and get to the bottom of some things. Diana, I don't know much about the situation, but I I know I'm coming at it as an outsider. I just think, I just want to say it was right for you to call this dinner. And I'm here to support you, Rhonda, and I'm here to support you, Antoine. How lovely, Mr. Marshall. So, Antoine, how'd you react to my our father giving you all that money uh i i was shocked still am to be honest what about the shares in our company the one our family built from the ground up that's enough mark stop being so forward no it's it's okay i get it i know i'm your father's bastard child i won't cover that up any longer However, I do think it was generous of him to name my mother and I in his will. I'm grateful, actually. Is that so? Um, listen, I, why don't we all just get back to this beautiful dinner? Why should we? I, I mean, I want to propose a toast to my father's bastard child and his mother. Welcome to the table. Enough. Let's just enjoy this lovely meal. I don't want to talk about this any longer. Though it was my plan to discuss the past, I will not have it turn into some ugly fight. At the Bay Ridge Hotel in Lucinda Suite, Lucinda is taking off a pair of diamond stud earrings when suddenly... Coming! Oh, Emmy, darling, please come on in. I do hope the reason for your visit is that you've decided to come back to the farm with me. Uh, not quite. Emma, I will not be denied my grandson or the chance to nurse you back to health. This is important to me, and it should be important to you. My son is important to me, Mother. My health is important to me. Getting my memories back is important to me, and I... And though I don't remember very much about this town, I can tell you that I have so much unfinished business here. So that would mean that this town is also very important to me. That is when a Harper isn't after you, or a Bennett isn't conning you, or a husband that you have no memory of is chatting with his ex-fiancée all the damn time. Emmy, I'm only being patient with you because you're not in your right mind. But to some degree, I was very serious about taking you and your son to that farm. I know, but mom, I'm serious about staying here. I want to find out who I am and I, I want my son to get to know his mother again. He can do that on the farm. You are not taking him away from me or his two fathers. 
Because I am now awake and back in this town, my court order stands. The judge ruled in my favor, Emma. I am asking you, no, I am begging you to just please give it up. Give up this act. <laughs> my God, you're my, you're my mom. And I, I know that I love you, mommy. I can feel it. But I also know that I am a loving mother, or at least I was before I was practically kidnapped with no memory. I believe that God let me survive that explosion for a higher purpose. I believe I'm supposed to be in this town with my son. And I believe I'm supposed to be Colin's wife. And I believe that I'm supposed to have a great relationship with you. So I'm asking you, please, Please reconsider. <laughs> it's just don't take my son out of the city. Do not take him away from Colin or Alex or me. I want to stay, Mom. Back at Colin's home in the living room. So there hasn't been any change in Emma's condition? I will say that over the past few days, I feel as though anytime I say a certain word or do something in one of my many routines, it seems to have an impact, be it brief. Even when I gave her a hug the other night, I thought for sure that something clicked. But then when I look into her eyes, I didn't see the same Emma staring back at me. Then there's that whole thing about her believing that she was married to my father for many months. That Andrew guy is so sick for doing that to your father and Emma. Preying on someone like that. I just can't wrap my mind around it, regardless of the history that Emma and I share. I am so sorry, Colin. But I do want you to know that no matter what, you've got a friend in me. Thanks. That means a lot. Anyway, I, I don't want to keep going on and on about this. I am curious about one thing going on with you, by the way. Oh? Yeah, it's been almost a year since the whole Nicholas thing. Colin. The car accident. The stabbing. You being released on the fact that it was self-defense. Look, the reason I bring it up is because you've come so far. Thank you. But it must still be weighing on you, even after all this time. It does still weigh on me. But after many sessions with Dr. Heplin, once again, I feel fine. After all this time, I can say that I'm okay. I still think about it, but last year was a crazy one. Much like you, Colin, I'm a survivor. That you are. And I think that you are very inspirational. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, sorry. Give me one moment. No worries. Hello? Mom, what is it? What? Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be right there. Back at the Bay Ridge Hotel in Gregory's suite, Gregory and Rhonda are sitting on the couch. Both of them are drinking a glass of sparkling cider. I am so happy we finally got out of there. I needed some air. I was not expecting that. Oh, and I'm glad Antoine made it home as well. Me too. Whew. And I think this whole room service dessert thing is the way to go. Oh, yes, it is. 
thank you for tonight. And thank you for being the same person in the room and calming me down. Anytime, Rhonda. I mean that anytime. I want you to trust me. And I want, um, I want you to know that you mean a lot to me. I do trust you, Gregory. And you mean a lot to me as well. <laughs> well, then here is to many more dessert room service mini dates, just <laughs> like this one. I wouldn't want it any other way. And. Yes. Here's to this. Rhonda looks deep into Gregory's eyes and then kisses him in a loving manner. I love you, Gregory. Did you just? I did. Oh, I love you too, Rhonda. Rhonda and Gregory then put their wine glasses on the table. The two then stand, take each other's hands, and walk over to the bed. Rhonda takes off her wrap dress as Gregory takes off his shirt. He then lays her down on the bed and begins to kiss her neck. Rhonda lets out a slight moan as she begins to remove Gregory's belt. Moments later, Gregory and Rhonda find themselves underneath the sheets while he lays on top of her. Rhonda and Gregory then stare lovingly at one another as she pulls him in for another kiss to signify their bond. At the Harper Mansion in the living room, Elaine, Caitlin, Colin, Emma, Gunnar, and Lucinda are all standing around the room. Lucinda, you're looking well. Thank you, Elaine. It looks like a snake in the grass to me. And you look as though prison did your skin no favors. I'll suggest a moisturizer before I leave. <sighs> I know you did not call us all here to exchange words, Mother. That I did not. Gunner, why have we all been summoned here? Now you're here because of me. Much to their shock, Caitlin, Emma, Lucinda, and Colin all turn their attention to Andrew, who has just entered the room. What the hell is he doing here? You son of a bitch! Nice shot, Colin! It's the least of what this bastard deserves. For once we agree on something. Andrew slowly begins to get up from the floor after having just been punched in the face by Colin. If I were you, Andrew, I'd stay where you are. You know, not gonna happen. We have a long night ahead of us, Harpers and Jensens and Prescotts, whatever all of you crazy-ass people go by. We go by family. Oh, please. The fun members of this blended dysfunctional family aren't even here. Elaine, where's Colin's real mother? You know, your sister with the great breasts from her stripper days? And Caitlin? Your father isn't disowning you for being a disgusting human being, is he? I mean, and, and so I guess the real gunner isn't here either. Shut up, you vile piece of dirt. He's not worth it, Caitlin. I, I put up with him for far too long. And it would appear that you're going to put up with me for just a bit longer. What does that mean? No, it means that I'm not going to prison. That's where you're wrong. Everyone turns their attention to Special Agent Chandler as he enters the room. Special Agent, thank God you're here. I came as soon as you texted me. Andrew Rutledge, you know the drill. Shut up, Special Agent Chandler. I'm not going anywhere. What does that mean? 
Oh, you'll find out soon. In the coming days, you will all find out. And Chandler, you can expect a call from your superior any moment now. And then the rest of you can expect to hear more from me in the future. Enough. Enough of this. Are we all just about to stand here and listen to this garbage? I'm certainly not going to listen to this man. Emmy, wait! Yeah, I'm not up for this. Someone call me when this parasite is in a holding cell. Oh, this is so sad. I was beginning just to have some fun around here. Special Agent Chandler retrieves a set of handcuffs from his back pocket and puts them on Andrew. I don't care what you said about my superior. Your games are over. I'm taking you in. Fine. Go right ahead. See if I care. I'll be free soon. Meanwhile, upstairs in the Harper Mansion study, Emma is standing by the bar cart guzzling down a glass of whiskey. She then slams the glass on the bar cart. Can you pour me one? Mom, why did you follow me? Because I'm not losing you again. We even thought up a solution to a big issue today. I'm not willing to let that progress go. Hmm, good point. Look, <laughs> I shouldn't have even had the one glass. I mean, I'm, I'm actually feeling kind of lightheaded. Andrew Rutledge has that effect on people. Why don't we sit down? Yeah, that, uh, that seems, that seems like a good idea. Amy, are you okay? I, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Emma then holds her head for a moment, takes a deep breath, but then suddenly passes out. Oh my lord, Emma! Lucinda rushes over to Emma as she retrieves her cell phone from the pocket of her blazer. But as Emma lies on the floor unconscious, she begins to suddenly have memories of her life. Bye, Mom. Bye, Elaine. Bye, Caitlin. Bye, honey. Goodbye, Emma. I, Emma, take thee, Colin, to be my lawfully wedded husband to have and to hold from this day forward. I'm sure it's nothing. Well, just to be on the safe side, let me examine you, please. If you insist. Thank you. This patient just finished giving birth. Shortly after she began complaining of lightheadedness and some chest pains, and I was just about to perform an exam on her when she passed out. Code blue, room 223. Code blue, room 223. I realize that I should I should always be honest with myself and, and others, including you. I know that we've only known each other for just a short time, but I just, I really need to get this off my chest. I'm pregnant. As Colin, Elaine, and Gunnar rush into the room to check on Emma upon hearing the commotion from downstairs, Emma opens her eyes, gasping for air. Roughly an hour later in downtown Augustus, Caitlin parks her car on the side of the street. She then gets out of the car after collecting her purse. Caitlin then turns to the parking meter, inserts a few quarters, and then turns around. But before she walks over to her office building, Skye Parkhurst stands in front of her. I thought that was you. Sky? Hi. Hi. Hello, Caitlin. 
Are you really that shocked to see me? Yeah, I guess I am just that shocked to see you, of all people. Tell me, Skye, why have you showed your face in this town again? This has been Forever and a Day, created by KCS Hutchison. Co-executive producers KCS Hutchison, Candace Mack, and Demi Morgan. Narrated by KCS Hutchison. Written by KCS Hutchison, Candace Mack, Emmy Morgan, and Eric Andras. Music and sound effects provided by Thessalian Studios and Soundstripe. Theme song provided by Soundstripe. This episode starred Lucretia Lyon as Caitlin Harper, Candace Mack as Danielle Frazier, Kevin Caliber as Alex Bennett, Renee Saran as Miranda Williams, Matthew Preston as Jonah Bennett, Diana Collins as Diana Hastings, Desmond Hawkins as Mark Hastings, Amelia Marshall as Rhonda Jeffries, Benjamin Bryant as Gregory Marshall, Brett Lawrence as Gunnar Harper, Elizabeth Von Isser as Helene Harper, Frank DeCopolis as Andrew Rutledge, Jean Young as Emma Jensen Harper, Claire Statmuller as Lucinda Prescott, Bart Blackneo as Colin Harper, Kalia Davis as Leslie Marshall, Special guest stars Mackenzie Bell as Sky Parkhurst and Paul Grover as Special Agent Chandler. Join us again for an all-new episode of Forever in a Day on your favorite podcast streaming platform. This podcast is proudly recorded under a SAG after a collective bargaining agreement, and our cast and crew support all actors and writers on strike.